Welcome to Clarity in Real Time, where we explore how to access, sustain, and leverage inner clarity to build and scale businesses truly aligned with our values and goals. I'm your host, Danella Narker. Hello, everyone. Joining us today is Mishi Santos and Ala Camacho, co-founders of I Need a Mishi, a virtual assistant company with an all-ladies team of currently five, and they help their customers, primarily entrepreneurs, to get their precious time back so that they can work on their business, not in their business, and take care of their health. So I'm super curious how on earth you guys as co-founders watching over other VAs in all these multiple companies, how do you stay clear for your own business? (laughs) I think one of the things that I as a co-founder is actually lucky is Mishi is actually very organized. And from the get-go, she would have you on a sit-down and actually force you to talk about things. Like when we started I Need a Mishi, we had a sit-down and we, we talked on where we want things to go and how are we going to achieve this? Because I was the one who's just throwing things out there before we even start, come on, let's do it. There's a market for it. People are telling us to do it. Let's just go out there. And she was convinced, but then she had to sit me down and actually plan things on how we're going to do things. So you had this idea and then it came to Mishi to actually create, it sounds like some structure for it. Yeah. Yes. I also have a system for discussing the stuff that we need for our company. Yes. So I always tell her, although it's different with our clients, we have to treat ourselves as clients as well. We're clients of ourselves. So that we have to make sure that we're working on our own business and not just everyone else's. <laughs> that's where the founders meeting also come in because that's where we also discuss ideas on what we want to do next and how we want to move forward with, with I Need a Mission, what other things we want to offer or not offer. But yeah. The so founders meeting as well is usually divided from the first thing is we talk about the company, about our employees, how are we going to make things better for them and how, how are we going to make things better for the processes. But then after that, Mishi would actually ask, are we done with all of the things? Do you have anything else to discuss about I Need a Mission process and stuff like that? And then we move on to the business itself. So she actually has a list of things. She would ask, um, (laughs) there is a portion of that founders meeting where she would ask, what do you want to do in the business? So I'll throw in my ideas and then she'll throw in her ideas and then we'll, we'll discuss that. And then if there's something that there's also a personal thing after that, I want to pursue this. It could be a branch of the company. So it's always all the ideas that we have. We just, there's a portion of the founders meeting where we just throw everything on the table. And then even if we're not ready to discuss it yet, it's just an idea, then we'll just let it be there. Let it sit there and then we'll visit on the next founders meeting. So yeah, there's always structure in there from her. I always have a little doc. 
<laughs> There's a Google Doc somewhere. So it seems like one of your management tools as you're growing your business and managing for others is really to have a consistent founders meeting. And it, what I think I'm getting out of that is you have a really structured review that you go through or process in that meeting as well. And it seems like you leave space for some chaos in there too. Like there's a brainstorming or maybe even like an addressing personal issues or ideas or excitements. There's room for the humanity in that as well. Did I get that right? Yes, yeah. that's right. How did you guys land on that? Did you learn it from somebody else? Was it? Before we had the founders meeting, since we live, at, we live here, we work here, there would be times when she's taking a break and I'm working and she would just suddenly talk about things that she wants to do, but my attention is not there. So all the ideas just go unanswered, I guess, or we just forget about it. And, and the next time we see something similar to it, we're like, can we talk about this at some point? And also, even with issues that arise with clients or our team, it would usually just happen spur of the moment, and then we never get to address, address that in the team or with our client. So I, I asked her, we need to have, we need to consciously have a founders meeting where we address all of these things, all the internal things that's happening from our team, from clients to what we want to do with the business, what we want to do individually for ourselves, because we need to place it somewhere. It can't just be random spurts throughout the day where it, I'm working and you suddenly want to have this burst of conversation or she's working and suddenly I have this idea or have this complaint. That's where the structure came because usually we do have our weekly team meetings um, with our team. What we also learned is we have to know what we do, what we want to discuss with the team because yeah. it's, it's useless going to that yeah. meeting and your team would actually notice that, that we don't know what we want to talk about. We're just here in a Zoom call. Um, just because <laughs> so they're ready to leave because they want to do all of their stuff now because we don't know what we, we want to talk about so we also schedule the founders meeting a day before that so that when we come into that meeting we know what we need to discuss with the team that's why i think the first part of it is always let's talk about the team what do we need to discuss with the team and then clients and then the business and then their personal stuff so i have to sit through the boring structure if I'm like, if I have an idea, so I have to wait up until, <laughs> up until, yes, can I say something? <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so much here I'm having a ball with. First off, I'm loving the structure of the scheduling that you're doing. So it seems like you're intentionally placing this founders meeting a day before your team meeting. So that energy I'm guessing and clarity is carrying over in your messaging and your leadership and your vibe even with your team. And they noticed when you weren't doing this. Yes. Now that you are doing this, I, I'm guessing things are better or more useful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A lot, lot and better. And we actually found that our team mentioned this, that we don't actually need to do it weekly if we really don't have anything huge to discuss. So it doesn't require hopping on Zoom. Then we just tell the team that we were not having anything this week. But one of our rules is just to never let one month pass by without that meeting because you know it's it's a virtual team and it's that's the only connection you have other than chat that's face to face so that's one thing as well we picked that up from our team one of them spoke for everybody mm -hmm. and mentioned that because they also know when we don't have really anything to discuss 
it's a 10 minute call usually if there's really nothing important discussing nothing discussing nothing <laughs> and they feel that as well that you know they, their day was interrupted whatever mm-hmm. task it is that they're doing was interrupted because of this so we just make sure that we have a standing weekly meeting in our calendar so everybody's free at that time but if we really don't need to discuss anything then we skip it that seems hugely respectful to me and empowering of them. Like, like there's a lot of trust going back and forth. And I'm guessing you have amazing systems to be able to go up to a month without really having to, you know, micromanage, so to speak, or check in on people. So I just want to tag that as like a huge accomplishment. You know, it's funny because we have SOPs and we have an SOP for SOPs. <laughs> And I love that you're the one saying this because I heard earlier that part of the structure of the founders member is what keeps you there to get to the fun stuff, the boring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the boring stuff. Like, Can I speak now? <laughs> so, so to me, this is like moving into another juicy bit that we discussed earlier, which is regarding this complementary partnership you formed. Can you say more about like how you've worked together, your different zones of genius? Because I'm hearing crazy structure over here with Mishi. Yes, very and, crazy. And I'm hearing that there was resistance over here and <laughs> with, with Allah and also was. lots of excitement, right? So Yes. It was really hard, especially if you guys are, you know, if you are intimate partners, it's hard when you work together in a business. And there's a lot of ideas coming from me and there's a lot of Let's structure this first. I don't think this is possible. <laughs> so it's a lot of, I'm so high up here, like, come on, let's do this. I think this is going to be great. And then when I say to her, she's like, I'm on my second sentence and she's already brought it all down, like crushed it to the ground <laughs> and pulverized it into pieces. And I'm like, what? And then she's like, she always thinks, because um, she was always thinking of the how, which actually in hindsight is great. But the thing is, we've managed to realize that we have to let the idea of one person come out first, let them speak their mind first. As what we mentioned from before, we just throw everything on the table. Then we discuss after. There's no shooting down of ideas first. The one thing that that happened was when I was so tired of getting shot down. And there's this song that was playing on the radio all the time. By the time you were starting... I don't think it was Aida Mishi at the time. It was, I think, our very first business, Love is Love. This was an LGBTQ advocacy business thing that we did. It's the very first business. So when she she would shoot me down, I realized that I just started singing. Shoot me down, but I will fall. <laughs> the titanium song. So she started laughing. Because I'm like, oh, that's the only thing I could do now. Because... <laughs> You've yeah. shut down my idea, but then I'm just going to come back with more ideas. <laughs> oh, I love this. To me, there's there's this welcoming of you as you, right? You have lots of ideas and you're finding ways to be compatible with her more structured, I'm going to call it grounded way of like thinking through things. And mm. you both get to be yourselves. So you're welcoming like all of your parts. And then there's this huge, huge dose of humor. <laughs> you start singing and I keep each time I interact with you two I watch you just explode in laughter in each call (laughs) interaction it seems very much a baseline does that also carry through into your business do you think yeah she would always just 
find ways to make a stressful situation lighter. Whenever we're having arguments, we would either call it out just bluntly or just laugh at it and make jokes. And it, it makes me laugh. So it really changes the atmosphere of how everything's going. And we just, I think it's become my, my trigger now. Like that's when I get pulled back that, oh, wait, I'm too intense right now. <laughs> so let's just, okay, pause <laughs> and just laugh about it. And then we'll come back to it later on. It's very helpful for me. Even when we're experiencing, because, you know, there are, there are days when everything's so busy, it's so stressful, and we just laugh about it instead of, you know, stressing too much about it. You know, sometimes we can't help it, but I think that's what I've learned because I... I'm a little negative, not not little. I'm a negative person. <laughs> so, negative Nancy. <laughs> um, I actually, I had to learn to not be reactive. Because mm-hmm. my initial reaction is always, if something is stressful, it bogs me down, I get hot-headed, and I just take it out on whatever, <laughs> whoever. And so I had to, actually had to learn to just either not be reactive to the situation and just move along, knock things out one at a time, or just laugh at it. Just turn it around and just laugh at it. I just sometimes suddenly scream here, <laughs> <laughs> laughing about how how my my asana doesn't seem to end. <laughs> but yeah, so it's yeah, I think that's that's one thing. Humor is a huge, huge factor. Yeah. And the funny thing is when she gets to throw it back at me, because I'm <laughs> very resistant to structure. So when, you know, I, I've, been, I've been winning her over with, with humor, right? And or I would just throw, why are you so, why are you so negative? Or why are you so resistant? Why you so, to, why you so, so when she, you know how we are with change. So if, if she puts a structure into something that has been working for me, but, you know, we have to keep things in order if you want to scale. So I have to follow that. And then she knows when I'm being hot-headed because of that new thing that I don't want to do. And then she gets to throw things back at me. So it shuts me up. And like, oh, oh yeah. I sing the song back. <laughs> she, she gets to sing the song back. <laughs> oh, it, it just really seems like you two have a lot of compassion for one another in your, your opposites. And you've taken these two opposites and put them together. And through humor as being essentially one of your, your, your commonalities, you're actually able to scale and grow and communicate with your team and get bigger. That mm-hmm. seems brilliant to me. Did that happen overnight? No. Um, it actually, I think, the, I think the advantage of since we're partners as well, it took us really a lot of years of, you know, the first few years of us being together, there's a lot of fighting. But it made us realize that if we want to make this work, we got to start talking to each other. So we had to sit down and then we, we made some ground rules. So whether it's in business or it's in our personal life, if there was an argument, you could only be angry for one hour. So we had an argument. No matter if I think it's her fault, if she thinks it's my fault, this is why this is happening. The argument happened. It doesn't matter. Somebody has to say, I'm sorry at the end of the hour. <laughs> so I, I also think two things for me, especially for, for those who will work together that are not, they haven't been in a relationship before together. 
because that's our advantage. We were together before we started a business. But for, for business partners as well, I think there's just that, that understanding that when things get heated up, it's not about who's right. Mm-hmm. It's just about learning that she has a point, I have a point. Now we need to find some way to find the intersection of that or, you know, just discuss it calmly. But yeah. it's and never about who's right. If you it, keep staying on, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, then you're never going to hear the, the other person's argument yeah. or their sentiment. And so we always say, your feelings are valid. My feelings are valid. At the time that we that that thing happened, you cannot invalidate how she felt with the words that you said. And same, likewise. So yeah, I think for business partners, anyone actually working together, that should always be what you keep in mind. That whatever that person felt at that time, it's valid. Sometimes it's a lot of miscommunication as yeah. well. Like, Emotions are always valid. Yeah, it's always Whether valid. the thought is valid Whether, or not, it's not a question anymore. Yeah. But how you made it. each other feel <laughs> is always valid. Because you can't tell me that I'm lying, that I'm angry. Yeah. Or that I felt hurt. I can also tell her that, you know, you're wrong. You can't feel sad. You're not valid. <laughs> you, know? you can't tell someone that. You can't, you can't invalidate someone's emotion. I think it's when you realize that it's beyond being right or wrong. Yeah, I think things would get better. Yeah. yeah. And then the second thing is, which is not, is not romantic. It's not a rom-com film. But we actually had to literally tell each other what we need from each other. Yeah. So I, I had to tell her that when I'm ranting, <laughs> I'm not angry at you. I'm not, I'm just angry at the situation. And I just need to let this out. I don't need solutions because I know the solution. I need you to agree with me emotionally. So it's not, I think it's not like myth-busting. It's not real that someone, your your partner can read, can automatically know what it is that you want at that moment. I know what you want. <laughs> you, have to, you have to tell that person. So it, yeah. it, it's not romantic, but we had to sit down and say that. I had to say that to her because she doesn't know. She doesn't know because she's solutions-oriented. If she sees a problem, I want to solve it. But sometimes I just want you to nod along and say, Yes, you're right to be angry. Yeah. This is frustrating. And she had to explain that to me <laughs> as well because I don't understand how she would tell me all of these things and leave it unsolved. Yeah. So I'm like, so, so what are you telling me this for? And so she said that not, it's not all about solutions. I just, yeah. sometimes I just want to run. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and when, I, when I'm really, really asking for a solution, I would ask you. I won't rant. I would ask you. What do you think I should do with this? <laughs> but if I'm ranting, I just really want to rant. So it's, it's that. I love this. To me, it is bringing in the humanity, the human piece into business and acknowledging emotions, right, wrong. Maybe there is no right or wrong, but actually mm-hmm. just acknowledging and being able to stay in connection with your team members, your partner. I imagine this carries over into what you do with your team as well. You're with them if they're having a challenging day or an emotional response, staying with the emotion to allow it to move through. So you can then move on to, it seems like action steps after that. 
Yeah, they're not, they're nodding their heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Realizing what yeah. we do with the team, yeah. especially when they're stressed. I usually, I'm the one who does that and yeah. I hop on a call with them. Mm. Just to just to just it, it just literally happens. ask them. It just what's happens going on this week, right? It's happening with you. I can sense something happening in here, and it could be a factor that it's about what you're currently handling for the business, or it's something Personal. else. And if you don't want to share it, it's fine. But I think even if I don't offer any solution to them, if it's personal your team would actually just need to know that you can sense when something is not right. Yeah. And to just acknowledge that. Because, you know, I think everybody just needs that. Someone to acknowledge that, okay, you're going through something. If you need anything, I'm here. Yeah, um, this happened, I think this is week. Because I'm usually the one who notices there's a dip in the performance of one of our team members. And then I would go to her, what is going on with, with this and that? Because since I'm a solutions-oriented person, I try to correct the person. And I, I sometimes, well, most of the times, I get mad when things are not going my way. When I've already, you know, I've already provided the solutions, this should have improved. And so uh, Mishi would actually step in. And she would tell me that I think I need to talk to this and that because I don't think that I think there's something else going on. So more she's more emotionally connected with her team. I'm more of like more of like sensing that, hey, they're not performing as much, I mean, in their level. So I would give them feedback and what's going on with this and that and that. And then it still doesn't improve. Then I, I go talk to her. Well, why is this going on? And then she's, she'll tell me, you know, I'll, I'll go talk to them. There's probably something else and going on. And 100% of the time. There is. There is. There's always something. Like just this week. And then that employee of ours actually thanked her for noticing that she's actually going through a lot of things. And then, yeah. And then in the meeting, uh, we had a meeting Tuesday. It was yeah. yesterday. She actually said that in the meeting that she wanted, because we gave shout outs in the meeting. So she gave a shout out to Mishi for, you know, for giving her that pep talk that she needed and for just listening to, you know. And then she said, you know, you know what we talked about. And so that as well. I love this. To me, there is in our culture, our entrepreneurial culture, uh, a lot of crush it, go harder, go big. This almost like mechanized way of thinking like we can just keep going as machines, just put the coffee in and keep going, right? Or do your morning run, read your book, you know, have your routine, do your meditation, check, 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 go, go, go. And even in that, it seems like you're leaving space and even leveraging that emotional intelligence by just taking the time to notice and connect with someone. And Allah, I totally resonate with the getting frustrated, but I gave you a list. <laughs> the list. I think for most of my life, I, I didn't know what emotional intelligence even was. I was so far off the spectrum of it. And as I brought it into my life and business, it has certainly been an accelerant. And I noticed we're coming up on time. It's always so sad. For me at least. <laughs> but I would love to end with our uh, final question for you guys, which is from your experience, from this conversation, life, your business, all the businesses you touch through your business. What's something that you would want the listeners to, to walk home from this uh, episode with? For me, it's being open to everyone that you work with. That's what we discussed. It's never about who's right and wrong. 
it's having that openness to understand the other person's not just point of view or thought, but the other person's experience. Because maybe this for you is running smooth, but for the other person, it's not. Maybe for you, this is like heaven, but for the other person or some of your team members or some of your clients, it's hell. So it's, it's just being open and conscious about those things. And even with yourself, I do realize that I have learned to take a step back within myself as well and actually check on myself to just play devil's advocate with my own thoughts and emotions. Do you really need to be reactive to this? Do you really, why are you really so frustrated about this thing? Is this, is this really about this specific task? Or is it something else in my life that's going on? It's that. Just learn to pause, take a step back, and just empathize with how the experience is for the other person. Mm, I love that. Be open, pause, notice, and be open to empathy for yourself too, it sounds like. Uh, For me, I think what I always live by, you're not always right. And if you believe that, you're also not always wrong. (laughs) Paula, thank you. And thank you both. I'm going to just leave on that one. That was great. So thank you both. (laughs) Thank you for being on today and sharing your experience as co-founders of basically virtual assistant land for others. Managing the chaos for all of us entrepreneurs to give back their time. And Mishi and Ala have actually gifted to anyone listening to this podcast a ebook on how to easily and effectively hire a VA, a virtual assistant, get it right the first time. So that link is in the show notes for you guys and more, of course, on I Need a Mishi. And if you would like to connect with me and check in on any more about clarity for yourself, check out my stuff at danella.com. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Danella Narker, and it is my belief that people leading lives and businesses clearly aligned with their values and goals is a level up for all of us. Learn more about how to apply clarity practices in your life at danella.com. This has been Clarity in Real Time. See you next episode.